As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. We're back. We're back. Hey, I was, I was, I wanted to see, give a delay and, you know, see if everybody either, ooh, is he going to say hi or is he going to say something different? And I chose something different today. You did. Look at you. Hey, Eric, I got a question. Ooh, what's your question, Dave? Hey, Eric, are we going to bury the lead today? No, we are not going to bury the lead. Uh, great question, because as always, when we have a guest, there is no sense in burying the lead, because chances are you already read the episode description and you know who we're about to talk to. But, um, but Dave, we have a special guest with us today. Awesome. Um, so Spin Master is one of the world's most ever-present toy companies, making toys for everything from stuff like Paw Patrol and Hatchimals to Monster Jam, Beyblade, and of course Batman and the, uh, the other DC superheroes. So joining us this evening from Spin Master, we have Brock McLaughlin. Brock, thank you so much for, for joining us on Adventures in Collecting. Hey guys, how's it going? It it is going great. We're buried in snow. Uh, you're up in Toronto, right? I'm in Toronto. I just I took a little walk around the block before uh, we started this little podcast, and uh, the snow is like up to my up to my knees. It's crazy. Oh, so you're you're you are also yeah. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> um, I should have expected my, that's that. I, I really set that one up for you. That, yeah, that that'll get like the YouTube flag right there. Yeah, we're we're not going to be able to monetize this uh, this episode. Oh well. Um, so before we get started uh, talking about all the cool stuff that uh, that Spin Masters up to, um, the first thing that we like to ask all of our guests is, what are you currently collecting? Oh boy. Um, other than other than memories and life stories, a whole lot of books. I, I've like just dove into just reading everything i can these last few months and i mean we're we're on lockdown we just got put in lockdown until march 8th we've been in lockdown for thanks i don't since last march last february this time so nothing much else to do but read i mean it can't go outside it's too cold so reading fantasy books like crazy so if there's a fantasy series i probably now own it or it's in my shopping cart waiting to be purchased 
Yeah, I've been uh, I've, I've been following your uh, your reading escapades on Twitter. It's been it's it's been fun. I've been getting book recommendations just by proxy by seeing what you've been what you've been reading. So nice. I'm I'm obsessed with the Wheel of Time right now. That's a good one. Um, did you? I hope you take um, our suggestion for the Dark Tower seriously because that that series is unbelievable. The Gunslinger can be a rough start, but the the whole series on a whole is it's it's fantastic. I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to wake up tomorrow nice and early, just read through the gunslinger, get it over with. I've read it before. I just don't like it, but I want to start at the beginning and then go through the whole series. And I have all the books already. Like I'm ready to go. I just need to like get through the slog that is the gunslinger. It's so cool because that, the, that series, not, not to go off on a complete tangent, this is, this could be like an entire other episode of the podcast, but um, the dark tower is really cool because it kind of connects all of Stephen King's uh, books. Like there's like a little bit from every, it really kind of has that like shared universe feel to it. So if you are a Stephen King fan, um, there's a lot of like little breadcrumbs and Easter eggs throughout. Yeah. It's like his multiverse. Well, all his books are connected, right? Like that's the overall theme is somehow they all kind of connect in a really geeky, like nerdy way. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of the like castle rock connection. But this is like overt, like whereas the other ones, like if you're a really big Stephen King fan and you, you can just kind of pick up on little things like this series actually touches on different aspects, like specifically. So, yeah, it's yeah a, mostly it's a like random it location. Fun. Yeah. Hmm. So so other than uh, other than the, the fantasy books right now, is there anything else that's uh, that's filling up your shelves? Oh man, I, I don't have much room for much more stuff at this point. Um, <laughs> I, you, you know my my own like Spin Master collection. Like I love our Batman line, and we'll get into that later. But I, I mean, that's a huge one for me. Uh, and then anything Kylo Ren related from Star Wars, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that emo hot topic uh, Star Wars <laughs> cast member. Uh, big big fan. So yeah, I guess those like. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Funkos coming out. Uh, I'm really, uh, I want to jump on. Like the, the new Lord of the Rings one looks good and the new Star Wars ones looks good. There's those weird like Valentine Day ones I kind of want to jump on too. Like I, 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 I need a pink Darth Vader. Who doesn't need a pink Darth Vader? <laughs> or like the Stormtroopers cool too, yeah. Right? I thought they were cool. People were dunking on them. I'm like, this looks pretty dope. I, and we've talked about this before, but like, it's really cool that the Lucasfilm kind of brand is now allowing some of these toy makers to make like these kitschy, weird versions of characters. So like the Funko Pops for the for the different holidays. The Black Series had the Holiday Troopers, which were insanely they awesome were fun. and weird. Yeah. I wish there was a Valentine's Pork, but. Well, you oh, wish wow. there was a Pork That's for a good everything. idea. Yeah, a Pork for all seasons. Well, there was the holiday <laughs> ones with the Black Series figures, so. Yep. Nope. They kind of just dropped the porgs, didn't they? Um, they were in. They were there was one in the Rise of Skywalker, and they were in the the animated holiday special. So I, I think I think they're they're gonna stick around for a little bit. I hope so. I mean, I got like a porg blanket and stuffed animals and porg toys. I got my hands on as much porg stuff as I could, like right off the bat. Oh, you are you are among <laughs> friends. You're, yeah, you're you're in, <laughs> you're among company here. Cool, a bunch I of even porg got heads, a- eh? Yeah, I even got a uh, porg on, um, like my uh, a suction cup porg in my car. Like, 
Dave, I think the only thing Porg that you are missing at this point would be a tattoo. We talked about that. Um, I remember if uh, what I had said was if Porg saves the galaxy, which I think Porg being in the Millennium Falcon was part of it. Uh, So it could happen someday. Um, So, Brock, you mentioned uh, that you started to kind of build your uh, Spin Master collection there on your shelves. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, you found your way into the toy world and into into Spin Master? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Funny enough, another toy company had reached out uh, to me to shoot um, some toy photography. And I completely fell in love with that. And the posted pretty well on social and spin master had seen that and called me up and recruited me in. And I, I, the next was, you know, the next thing was history. I started in our social uh, division and kind of moved around. And now I, I oversee our influencer side of things as well as um, work with a, a great team on our trends and, uh, and still social here and there. I mean, I can never escape it. I'm always on the lookout for, What's hot on TikTok uh, and YouTube? Yeah, and it must be it must be really interesting, you know. Like we had mentioned at the top of the show, Spin Master produces toys for such a wide range of brands, and dealing with kind of the social, you know, the, the ever changing, you know, social landscape, and you know, supporting those brands. What what is it like um, supporting all of these different franchises from your role? I think it's a dream come true, to be perfectly honest. I love it. I mean, when I first came in, we were working on the BB-8 uh, remote control toys that are like life-size BB-8. And I was like, wow, I get to like take one of those home and work on this campaign. Like I get to work on a Star Wars campaign like directly with Disney. I was like, I'm emailing someone with an at Disney signature, uh, which I thought was super cool. I, I mean, it's been so fun. Like I get to work on a bunch of brands I grew up with and a bunch of brands that other kids are now growing up with, which I think is just, it's really cool. Like I, I remember Spin Master when I was a kid, uh, I'm in my early 30 now and you know, Air Hogs was one of the first big things I remember. Um, Air Hog, the pump rocket. It was, it was so cool. And, and now I get to see those products every day and um, have an, have an impact on them. And, you know, I've had my hands in like naming things and, just overall, like how the marketing campaigns look for these products are really, really fun. Um, and, and my voice is heard, which is always fantastic. So it, it was, it, you know, really interesting for us last year going to Toy Fair and going into the Spin Master booth and seeing just the, the kind of like it almost we didn't realize how many different brands and how many different sides of the business there were to Spin Master. And it was just kind of like as we were t- taking that tour, you know, uh, stop after stop. It's like, oh, Spin Master does this and this. Oh, my. And they do this, too. And then Monster Jam and then Batman and then Beyblade. Like we were just kind of blown away by the by the wide array of, of things that Spin Master is doing. Yeah. I mean, even like taking taking us back to like Tech Deck, you know. Oh, man, I love Tech Deck. I used to make sponsor me Tech Deck videos way before <laughs> YouTube, like just on an old VHS. I guess I like mail them in. I guess it would be mailed to wherever they were going at the time. So working on tech deck is super, super cool. It, it's so weird, like not being at Toy Fair. It just kind of hit me yesterday. That we do, it was not a thing going on this year when I get an email from um, one of our influencers asking about, you know, our plans, if we had a press release or anything. And I'm like, oh yeah, we do. But it's just not as exciting as being in New York in a booth for 
five crazy long days. Oh, yeah, we're we're Jones and for it hard. Yeah, it was a <laughs> right? lot of fun last year. <laughs> it is. It's so cool, and we. I like. I love meeting people. I love to you know get to int- like get to know the people I talk to like on a day to day basis, and just see all the products and see what everyone else is working on. And, you know, there's obviously things behind closed doors at Toy Fair that I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could get behind there, but everything uh, forward facing is just so cool. Like just walking in and seeing like a 50 foot Pikachu is just blows my mind. Yeah. And even, you know, like going into the spin master booth, like we saw um, probably one of the, the favorites of what we saw at Toy Fair last year, which was um, the Batman and DC comic stuff so um how did spin master begin producing those um batman and dc comics toys nice segue there um thank you thank it was, you it was back in december 2018 we kind of and we announced we had signed a three-year global licensing deal uh with warner brothers and which is super exciting when i caught one of this i was over the moon because i like most you know People on Earth love Batman. Um, And like we got straight away to working on that collection and premiered it at Toy Fair in 2019 for the first time. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, I I mean, I have an affinity for toys of that scale, right? Those three and three quarter, four inch uh, action figures. But when these first started to pop up, I mean, it's just one of those things where it was a combination of kind of like all things. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that we noticed was a trend throughout toy fair last year and is a trend kind of throughout a lot of spin masters offering was that blind box, blind bag style, uh, toy. And the fact that, you know, you guys worked that into a Batman toy, um, I thought was very interesting. So, it was that something that like on the on the uh the outside of the line the team was like yeah we need to get one of those like blind bag blind box elements into the toy or was it something that came later on in the development i mean we were pretty close with warner brothers consumer products on the details and designs of each of those items um and then talking with the retailers on what they they were after as well i, I do think it's really cool that my you know our four-inch Batman toys line up with my old Star Wars toys I had as a kid. Like, they're the same size. My Darth Vader can go toe-to-toe with... Um, my Batman can go toe-to-toe with Darth Vader. What I'm trying to say. Um, and we just wanted to try something different. Like, you know, bring back that four-inch figure and revolutionize um, the action figure. And then, you know, we we added an enhanced unboxing experience, um, which is totally new, too. Which I think is really cool with the hidden accessories and things like that. And just gives a more more surprise and play value um, for the for the buyer. Yeah, I actually just opened just before our, our interview. I had uh, you know was sitting here fiddling around, and I opened the the brand new Mister Freeze, the the Target exclusive Mister Freeze. Oh, man, I'm jealous. I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to I have to shout out our friend uh, Khalil over at Caster's Corner. Um, he found it in Target in Connecticut and knew I was looking for looking for it. So I got a text message. He was like, I found it. Should I ship it to you? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, (laughs) you guys get way more characters than we do. Cause I'm up in Canada, so we don't have like the target exclusives. So I used to either get them when I was down the States or hopefully they end up at our office, but because we're not there, I can't get my hands on them right now. Oh, well, I have to, I have to say, 
it, this this is fantastic. Um, I love the redesign of the box, and like you mentioned, that unboxing experience. It's cool because now there's actually like two layers. You pop off the back, and then there's like a second layer you have to you have to pop through. But um, no, I I love the uh, I, I love the whole accessory thing because it, it really takes me back to like. I don't want to say like the glory days of of action figures, but like the the '90s when Kenner was producing Batman figures, and they came with these like insane like bazookas and like backpack stuff, and they all could interchange and interact with each other. And that, yeah, and that's all like, the all the different armors and stuff are the best. And, and that's I, I love this figure line because it really kind of captures that essence of like what made toys so cool when we were kids. I have a I got a pop back a question to you guys how do you store all those accessories as like a fan of this line too i'm like what do i do with all these extra pieces of armor and weapons and stuff other than keep them in a bag or on my floor (laughs) so what i actually do is um i have i have many of them out on display each of them holding something so that there's some they each have some sort of accessory or multiple accessories in certain cases um but then what I actually do is I have a bag that I just all of the accessories go straight into the bag with the the characters that are not out on display. And when I'm doing toy photography or when I'm, you know, resetting up the, uh, you know, a diorama for something, I just pull out that bag and I it's literally like I have a field day. You know, I can have any character hold anything, throw any kind of backpack on if I need you know, Batman with a jetpack, I can throw the jetpack on or you know, it's it, it's really just kind of uh, I have them all in one place, so I can grab what I need. Nice. Yeah, rotation okay, so. is key. Yeah, I have same, I have the bag too. Boat. <laughs> I got the bag. That's how I do it, dude. The Court of Owls is like my absolute favorite figure because I, I think his accessories are just wicked. Yep, the two blades and the and the the pegged on owl is just <laughs> it's the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, when when that was that's actually it's funny you say that that's actually. Uh, it's if not my favorite my second favorite figure i I, it was probably my favorite figure until the the bane came out bane Bane might be my favorite now but uh just because he's so big yeah that that was one i only saw like from you but i had never seen it myself out anywhere um but batwoman is probably my favorite from that first wave yeah i mean how cool is it just like in 20 like i try to put like my 10 year old hat on right and think like you know the fact that there is there are two there are two court of owls figures you know cuz if you're collecting the the 12 inch scale or the the 4 inch scale like what an awesome villain to have out there that like there's really not been any you know, outside of like collector grade you know like like DC direct uh DC collectible stuff there hasn't really been a court of owls action figure ever and now there are two and they're both great <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got that feedback a lot. I fanboyed out, man, when they uh, when I first saw that. They, it was so cool. It's really cool to be at the uh, at the front and be the first to do something like that. So this actually goes into one of the questions that uh, that we wanted to ask you. So there there's an ocean of characters in the DC world to choose from, right? And and you guys have not been sheepish in embracing some of the lesser known ones like. Uh, like the Court of Owls, like Bronze Tiger or Copperhead, um, before including, you know, some of the more popular A-list characters. Like we still haven't seen uh, a four-inch Harley Quinn or a four-inch Penguin. Um, you know, Mister Freeze just came out, and the Riddler just came out. But you know, we've Batgirl. seen some of these. Yeah. You haven't seen Batgirl yet. How does the team decide on what 
toy or what character to make next. Yeah, we work obviously pretty closely with Warner Brothers on each character design. And at the end of the day, like our designers themselves are just super fans of this Batman universe and just bring their creativity to the drawing board. They pitch ideas and hope they come to life. Um, and it, it kind of really shows, you know, Spin Master as a whole is meticulous attention to detail. It's like a lot of these stylized sculpts and um, that are just cool for both children and hardcore collectors. And I think that's what this line does really well is it appeals to both. Uh, we have like our classic Batman characters, Decos, you have tons of Batman. We know boys love Batman, but it's also really cool to just bring new characters in to keep this line fresh and exciting and and try something new that no one's done in the past. I mean, Spin Master as a whole is really good at paving the way for new ideas and new innovation. And I think this line really does a good job of that. Yeah, and I mean, there is definitely texture to the line for sure. And and yeah, it, it, you know, we kind of have come to expect that there's going to be a Batman in in every wave of these figures. Mm-hmm. There has to be. There's, there always has to be a Batman on the show. Yeah. But it's, it's just I, like... I remember one of those early waves, like seeing Firefly in there and thinking like, you know, what, like, like this is incredible because I totally bought Firefly and he's an amazing figure, but like the boldness to put out a Firefly figure and like a bronze tiger figure before a penguin figure. And like, you know, again, like I mentioned, like Harley Quinn, Mr. Freeze, like some of those, those like A-list or Batman figures, it's just mind blowing. And then to watch them sell. And like watch them restock and sell again as we continue to like go through toy stores. It's just it's incredible. That Firefly figure is so wicked. Oh, it's so cool. And there's just like an amazing roster of villains that are like possible. Like that's the one thing is like Batman has literally hundreds of, of villains. Like you can and A there's gallery so of many, rogues. So many characters to just like dive into. Like when you think of like somebody like Firefly, like it's like, oh, wait, now this reminded me of like 10 more Batman villains. I was going to say some some of these characters, you don't necessarily like like some of them bring you to some of the more like darker aspects of Batman. Right. Like when you think of certain characters, you think of the things that maybe on the surface you wouldn't think are necessarily like a kid friendly character. But then you see you, you realize like the design is just so kind of toyetic and it harkens back to you know, again, like going back to those old school, like Kenner figures that were just toyetic and fun to play with. And maybe this is how kids are being introduced to these classic Batman characters for the first time. Right. Um, But that must like, how does that balance work? Like, how do you guys strike that balance between making something that is super fun for a kid and like attractive to a kid, but also attractive to somebody that's, that's collecting these from, you know, a collector standpoint. A lot of brainstorming and back and forth, I think, would be the, the key kind of answer here you're looking for. I mean, we, we work, when we're working with WB, we look at aligning it like key temple events that they have as well um, in the main franchise. And if it, you know, if it works for one of their movies or their shows or something on their app. Uh, and then from there, we, you know, we get to expand on our own and do our own thing. Uh, and that's when, that's when we bring in strange characters like bronze tiger who was i think at toy fair last year the most asked about uh toy we had because people were like who is that who is that guy and i'm like i think it's bronze tiger 
And they're like, what's he from? And I'm like, the 70s. He hasn't been around in a long while. (laughs) (laughs) He looks very different now. (laughs) What's he from? The 70s. I love that. I think we had a similar moment where we were looking at the like uh, looking at the th- the three and one uh, bat cave, and I think Copperhead was on there, <laughs> and, and I looked at Dave, and and Dave uh, is is much much more well versed in like specifically like the comic stuff than than I am, and I looked at him and I was like, "Who's the snake?" <laughs> and he was like, "I think that's Copperhead." And then we like had to take our phones out and Google it, and we're like, "They're making a Copperhead figure? What?" And you know, sh- there it is. He's a deep dive for sure, and and different than the version you uh, we're kind of used to seeing now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Now, uh, now, you know, if you get into those like sixties and seventies like weird bat suits and like. <laughs> Things I want like that, rainbow then. Batman suit. As yeah. a fan, I just want like a ridiculous rainbow Batman suit. And, and as a fan, I want like we have a Solomon Grundy and a two inch. I really want that as a six inch. Some of those, some of those two inch figures, are, the designs on them are, are fantastic. That I mean, that was where Bane made his uh, his first appearance was in the two inch figure, and then the twelve inch, and then that's such a we wicked two inch figure too. Yeah, again, like, I'm, I'm like that he's I'm fanboying on my own uh, a product that I work with, uh, work on because I I do really love it. I think that Bane is sick. The two inch are like for the price, they're just so well done. There's so much detail and just such a a strange selection of characters. Yeah, and that's I mean, and and we're just so far we're just talking about Batman, right? I mean, you guys also do the the, the Heroes United, uh, the just kind of the DC comics line as well though you know it's a, a more limited offering but talk about an ocean of characters i mean <laughs> now we're talking like the entire dc universe and uh, the, the kind of the world is your oyster i guess i i would imagine at this point yeah there's a lot of possibility and a lot on the in the pipeline too on that one which is uh really exciting so um we have a couple of other questions for you, but before we jump into those, Brock, let's talk a little bit about uh, the questions that we have from our followers. So we posted a story, um, and we got a ton of uh, a ton of responses back from it. A lot of them were kind of similar or in the same realm, so we kind of smushed uh, a few together. Are, are you ready for some some surprise bonus questions here, dude? I love a good surprise. All right. So the first one, we're, we're I, blind boxing these questions. <laughs> the first one, I think <laughs> you'll actually have. Uh, I think you'll have a, a fun answer for this because there was something already revealed uh, just a few days ago. But are there plans for additional playsets that are similar to Three in One Batcave? Yes, yes, there sure are. Um, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. I, I don't quote me on this. You can quote me. On, I believe it's almost three feet. And it's 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 the size of like a small child, uh, and will allow for all kinds of play. And yeah, that's coming I, this fall. Yeah, that that thing looks insane with the elevator, and it yeah, and and it folds into Batman like it is it is Batman <laughs> like that's the other cool part about it. See, this is what I'm we're missing not at Toy Fair. Otherwise, we could be you know looking at this actually in person. I've only seen it on video and presentation screens. But I'm very excited I, for it. It's it's just huge. 
I'm gonna. Me- I I forget who said it, but I I had like a spit take when they when I saw the post come up. But it was like instead of I'm Batman, I'm Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was pretty clever. I like that. I'm I'm Batcave. And um, and it's it, it's it's such an like an easy way to kind of like what do you do next after that that Batcave, which was an awesome Batcave. Well, you make Batman. Yeah, you just make it as big as possible. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it again, like the, the, the history, the long history of, of you know, uh, DC Comics figures and Batman figures has been about accessories, costumes, playsets, and vehicles. And like with every new thing that you guys are introducing, there's one of those elements is included, like the, you know, the new RC bat tank that was announced alongside of that, uh, that bat cave, the, the, the v- the Batmobile that launches Batman across the room out of it, which is amazing, um, you know. So I, you know, I'm hoping, and I I'm not going to push you for spoilers here, but I'm hoping you guys have more uh, more playsets in in the future too. Legion of Doom would be great. As oh man, that'd be so cool. As a fan, I I hope so too because I love playsets. I, I I think back like my first playset was probably the Ninja Turtles, like Krang's like. Or Krang's Lair or whatever, and it was just so cool. I, we need more playsets in general. Oh, one and, of one of my favorites from when I was a kid was the uh, Kenner Hall of Justice. So, oh, nice. And it's tough, you know, as as a lot of these companies move to larger scale figures like that one twelve scale. It's mm-hmm. tough to make vehicles and especially like playsets. Like, I mean, in order for them to stay in scale, they have to be massive like these massive massive things but when you're making smaller figures i feel like you have a little bit more leeway and you know not only the shelf space that you take up at retail but also you know for people to actually use and enjoy uh you know it's you know you're working with something a little bit smaller um is there um possibility for more like we were talking about like the rainbow batman anything for more like older more historic um comic comic characters I mean, I can, yes. I, there's lots more to come. That that's what I can I can say on that one. I mean, we'll be we'll be showing off a lot of toys you probably would have seen at Toy Fair um, in the near future. Excited, we are excited yeah, for that. Yes, very much so. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> we're just we're just getting to started on um, kind of what that's going to look like in terms of like on social and marketing. So. That is that is in the pipeline for soon. Yeah, I gotta imagine it, it has to be very challenging for for you guys without Toy Fair because I know how big Toy Fair is in terms of not just for you know consumers but for actually you know getting buyers for the product and the, the you know the purveyors of toys, if you will. Um, what is there? Are there plans to do kind of like little virtual events or you know is it kind of just you know, as things come out, they come out at this point. Yeah, like look, we did a few virtual events last year. I th- I thought they all went really good, and it was fun. It was great to see faces again. I know there's Zoom fatigue too, and people are burnt out. Um, but we're definitely looking at doing more virtual events over the course of uh, the year. It's just about you know making sure that the we have the right product and it it's a good experience. I've definitely been to a few Zoom events that are like, wow, this is really cool and innovative. Uh, so we just need to, you know, look what's out there and try and make something just as cool and memorable. 
it's 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 such a strange thing like toys are such a thing you put your hands on and touch um so to do it all virtually is is just such a different experience um so yeah we'll see so um we saw a brainiac figure on display last toy fair um is he still coming oh boy i forgot about that um i don't know i'll find out though that that i can get an answer for i just can't right now Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we uh, we we post the the results of that question. Yeah, I'm, that's one of those ones where every now and then his, uh, you know, because there's there has been a community that has you know developed around this toy line, um, a, a collector community, and every now and then somebody posts a picture of like you know a blurry shot of Brainiac from <laughs> from, from Toy Fair. It's like, has anyone seen him? Is he coming? Is it is it is because that that DC heroes the the heroes unite line those some of those figures have been extremely hard to come by um you know some of those two packs and like dark side and um and uh, I think one of the Aquaman figures and Reverse Flash like some of those from that specific line because they were a Target exclusive um for a considerable amount of time you know were were very hard to come by so <laughs> I'm sure people were just kind of like did I miss him or. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll find out. I mean, I've that line has definitely been harder uh, for even you know me to get. But there's so many cool figures I want. Uh, there's a girl of God I uh, I really want. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome one too. Any of right? those like bigger, like chunkier villain figures? They're so much fun. There's just there's so much plastic and they're they're very toyetic. So right, I just love a big chunky villain. Like the Clayface <laughs> guy looks so cool on my shelf here. Yep. Yep, Clayface. The uh, that's my whole back line of figures in my display is like King Shark, Ma- Man Bat, yep. King Shark, Clayface. Ma- Man Bat is massive. Yep, and then there's Albino Man Bat. <laughs> that was a Target <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool one. Again, like such a weird deep dive. I mean, when was the last time you'd really seen uh, Man Bat? And then an Albino version. You're like, wow. I I, I honestly don't even know where he came from. <laughs> yep. But I again, at one point in a comic. But that that continues to go back to the like it almost doesn't matter, right? Like like the Batman that's out now. There's there's a few different uh, new Batman figures that are part of that Bat Tech series that they have like the glitched out looking Bat costumes. And it's like Batman's never worn that before. It doesn't matter because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a cool design. It's like like one of the most famous Batman figures he was wearing. Was it? I, I always forget what it was called, and I'm gonna get roasted for this. But that like all gold Batman, um, the one that had I want to say it was like Armor Tech or something like that. But he was he was all gold. It was from the the Michael Keaton era of Batman, and he was in like an all gold and black outfit, like r- reverse of his normal colors. And it has gone on to be like one of the most famous Batman figures and like one of the most beloved. But that's the thing that's great about figures. You know, if it looks cool as an action figure, it doesn't have to have existed anywhere else previously. And Batman has like a million outfits too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, we have that the orange suit Batman in the two inch line. And then like I look at my like my Lego Batman lineup, which is massive. And there's so many weird ones. Like I have, you know, Batman in boxing gloves and yellow shorts for some reason. Why he needs boxing gloves, <laughs> I don't really know. And like vacation Batman and uh which I also think is hilarious. Vacation Joker and Vacation Batman are just amazing figures. Yeah, we need it we need a a spin master Batman in a Hawaiian shirt and uh and like flip flops. I, I agree. And an Alfred. 
<laughs> just give me an Alfred. Yeah, we need an Alfred. That's a good point. We, we, we gotta get an Alfred. I want, I want Alfred. a jacked Alfred, vacation Alfred, just normal butler Alfred. And and while while we're talking about like unmasked characters, right? Like a uh, like a Bruce Wayne, uh, a a Dick Grayson, a, an mm-hmm. Alfred, just like casual, like the the casual Wayne family. <laughs> just hanging yeah, out, Tim, having a picture. Tim Drake. Yeah, yeah, why not, man? Think about all the people that that like make that like a chase, like a chase figure instead of like an all gold chase variant Batman. Make like just Bruce Wayne in sweatpants, the the chase <laughs> the chase va- variant figure. Um, so, now now I can't get that image out of my head. Um, all right, so we've we've now seen uh you know the the first part of Spinmaster's new offering uh for Batman figures for for 2021 um the the Bat Tech uh and. Inside the bat tech, there is a you know a cross sell for the the freeze tech, um, with the figures yet to be revealed. There are just kind of some silhouettes there. Um, is there anything that you can tell us? Uh, you know, anything fun that you can reveal or, or tell us what we can what we can expect for for twenty twenty one? Other than it's going to look awesome, not so much. <laughs> Other than stay tuned, it's going to be sweet. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of exciting characters coming, and again, like we're going to see characters that are just make you go, "Whoa, alrighty then." That's a must-have. That's the thing I'm looking forward to most because, like the like we've talked about, kind of ad nauseum is the weird selection of characters. There are characters I'm sure, much like when we saw Copperhead, we had to like stop and think for a minute. That there are there are characters that we have not thought of in the Batman universe that uh you know I'm sure you guys are gonna surprise us with. For sure. Um just just what, like Batman surprises uh Commissioner Gordon. That's what yeah. we do. No one expects Killer Moth, like and that's <laughs> there and it's one of the best ones. Killer Moth is like an awesome figure. Honestly, I think the last time I saw Killer Moth, like mentioned, was in the Arkham video games, and he was like on a murdering rampage. Yeah, yep. Killer Moth, Victor Zaz, all those again, yep. like all of those like deep cut weirdo Calendar Man. That's yeah, they're the best. Calendar they're the Man best villains. Figure. Calendar Man can be kind of cool. I mean, he has a good little story. Um, the toy would be very interesting. Or Kite Man, I, I would love Kite Man, only because Harley Quinn has made him so popular. I was gonna say he's got a new mm-hmm. resurgence as uh, as as Poison Ivy's uh, on again, off again boyfriend. Man, I love that show. <laughs> it's, it's so good. good. Uh, it's so good. And that was like, and that's the other thing too. Like, I I was like, do I need King Shark? And then I started watching Harley Quinn. I was like, yeah, I need King Shark now. Yeah, you need. <laughs> yeah, they totally <laughs> revitalized King Shark and brought a whole new version of him to the forefront. I- I'm so curious to see what Suicide Squad is gonna do with him now and how similar he's gonna be well he looks great in that uh in that suicide squad uh video game the like the we have to kill superman video game that yeah, they, yeah. they show the trailer for yeah. um that looks interesting so more more love for king shark man kids must love him though like kids must just eat him up i mean they are the sharks are huge with kids and then make them like funny and it's superhero in batman's world like whew. 
I it's any of those anthrop anthropomorphic characters like combine animal and person monster supervillain or superhero easy it's an it's an easy sell for a kid that doesn't even know what it is right <laughs> it's a it's a shark man perfect I love it yeah like crocodile man like killer croc like come on yeah you can't you, you can't go wrong with it um the last question that we had from our uh from our audience um is is just about that the the dc specific line so like not the the cape crusader batman line but people want to see more of that dc line do do you guys have additional figures planned for that line as well yeah it's coming um we and we definitely want to spend more time focusing on it batman's uh, the big one but we definitely want to show off more of that uh dc dc line because i think it's super unique Awesome. I think uh, I think what what ended up happening was at least here, you know, in, in our particular region, the, it it kind of dried up at Target and became just kind of a peg of Superman figures. Um, and a lot of people were not able, like I'd mentioned, were not able to find some of the the villains, like the Lex Luthers and and everything. And then all of a sudden, the first two waves started showing up at Walmart. Now, um, now that it's no longer a store exclusive. But I think a lot of people were worried that when when it showed up with the same stuff again, was that maybe the line was was not continuing. So I, I think everyone will be very happy to hear that that line is in fact continuing. Yeah i i have a I have a big soft spot in that for that line too because I I just love the black costume Superman we have, and I love Shazam's um, little Billy figure that comes with it as well. Yep, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. <laughs> right i opened that up and i was like that's a good surprise gotta love that unboxing experience right gotta love that <laughs> unboxing experience <laughs> uh so one thing that we always ask all of our guests uh before we kind of get in before we wrap things up uh dave do you want to do you want to do your best james lipton <laughs> yes I, I can do my james lipton um last question before we let you go What's your favorite and or oddest piece in your collection? Oh, man. All right. Um, oh, I know exactly what it is. It is a 12-inch figure of Aunt May that I still have in the box. It is absolutely terrifying. I can send you a photo. You can put it along with the cast. Or what, you can share it out. It is disgusting. Um, it's it, It's like... I don't know. It's just Aunt May, and she's like, her hands are all like weird and uh, and like grotesque and scary, and her face is like melting. It's bizarre. Uh, I think that would be uh, my absolute favorite. I'm just so proud of how awful it is. Oh my god! I'm I'm, I'm trying to picture it. Is it like the Spider Man the Animated Series Aunt May? Yeah, like like really old Aunt May. <laughs> That's the first time I've seen like the answer be. It could be either answer. Like, it could be favorite and oddest. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like, we get one or the other. <laughs> sorry, it's eight inches. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something else. I mean, I don't know what uh, little boy wants to pick up an Aunt May figure. Uh, but here we are. I mean, hey, I may not be, able, I, I may be a 33-year-old man, but if, if, if a uh, if a Marissa Tomei Aunt May Marvel Legends figure was announced tomorrow, I would one hundred percent buy it. Okay, well that that's a little different story. <laughs> that's more exciting. 
<laughs> but Peter's inexplicably extremely old aunt makes uh, not much sense. <laughs> She's always been super old. It's true. She's always been like an, a, a woman of a certain age. Which never really made much sense. Oh, I saw you just said. Wait, I gotta look at this. Makes for yeah, this makes for great radio. As I as I look at my phone to see this picture, I had Let's to say I gotta over. see this. Um, I keep it very. Oh close my, to my desk. god! Inspiration. No, all right. Wait, <laughs> who made who made this? What what? This is, who is this? The... Is by Toy Biz. Oh my good, Dave! I'm I'm sending this to you now. This is all right. She's we are got, definitely. Like, her accessories are high socks and like a pink bib. <laughs> she, she looks she looks more like something out of evil dead than spider-man you can see why that's my most coveted um <laughs> toy even her hands why did they give her hands that look like they're like i'll swallow your soul that's they're, they gave her like claw hands like she's gonna like like that's weird this yeah, is like, fantastic everything about it is just bizarre Wow, what? I found it at like a Comic-Con here in Toronto, and it was like, I don't know, $10, and I'm like, that is the most beautiful toy I've ever seen. <laughs> I like those oh weird deep God. cut, those. Like, I like really weird, you know, the, the weird stuff. I think it's hilarious. It, it tells it more of a story, and it's just funny to look at. Because you're like, this went through so many people's, like, brainstorms and design sessions, and, like, people worked on this for... You know, a, a while, and it's like, how did this come to be? Yeah, I can't. I've never, I've never seen this before in my life. I think um, the weirdest part, though, is like, is I keep focusing on her left hand, mm -hmm. which is like that, like it, like it's a hand that I would give, like, <laughs> like, like almost like a baseball toy, like if it was throwing a ball. It's not proportionally right. It's too big. And it's also so you just you just sent me the front of the box, and I just sent this to Dave as well. The front of the box is it says famous covers, so it's supposed to be her from this cover of Amazing Spider-Man. Looks like one fifteen, brandishing a gun towards Spider-Man. Yeah, but it, there's a few things here. Okay, I want to point out on that cover, <laughs> she's in a purple outfit and a white smock. She's wearing pink on this on the toy so it doesn't match that but there's also a cartoon picture of her next to that where she has like a pendant and a blue blazer on and a red shirt doesn't match that either like none of it none of it adds up no none of this works none of this reposable figure with authentic fabric costume i think this was this is what the the kids on the internet would say is a cursed image yes um. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's it, it is cursed <laughs> it's just weird because when you open it up it you're right it matches nothing on the front of the box no nothing not at all doesn't even come close down to which like makes it even better yeah <laughs> this is per this is per thank you so much for for sharing this with us this is perfect you're welcome. You're welcome. This is a, if I this had is a extras, wonderful I would send them to you. Um, because I should have just bought the whole collection, because why not? Brock, if you had extras of this, they would come to life uh, in the middle of the night and <laughs> and, and, and end your life. <laughs> they look like they belong in the movie Small Soldiers. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. This is the kind but of doll where, like, if you get this in the mail... And you try to like burn it in your fireplace or throw it out in the garbage, it just shows back up in your mailbox the next day. 
that that's what happened with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah, I, I could I could tell. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, Brock. Thank you so much for for joining us on Adventures in Collecting and and talking shop with us and maybe giving me nightmares with an Aunt May figure from the early nineties. Um, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? And is there anything that you'd like to plug? Yeah, you can find me. Um, I'm on at Brock McLaughlin on everything. I, I talk a lot about I don't know books and gaming and fun stuff like that. What what we call nerd stuff, which is very super mainstream now, um, nerd stream uh, on Twitter, Instagram, things like that. And then I, I I like to talk about the Sandman on a weekly show called What Dreams Cost, um, which is a little fun little side project I've started. Awesome! Uh, is yeah, that a podcast? It is. Yeah. All right. Well, you 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 can hear more of Brock on his podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to that as soon as you're done listening to this. That there you go. um yeah so brock thanks again uh we are super excited for all of the stuff that's coming uh coming this year from spin master we can't wait to see what uh what secrets you guys and surprise you guys is uh surprises you guys have in store for us um and and thanks again for joining us on adventures and collecting thanks brock Guys, thanks so much for having me. This was really, this is really fun, and I loved. Uh, I, I really hope I gave you nightmares because otherwise, I did not do my job right. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 